welcome to our special matinee edition of the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio, he's Ben. Ben, what's going on? How's your the rest of your week been since Tuesday? Um, very good, very uh, productive. So it, it was good. I'm uh, good lord. We have we have so much to uh, to talk about. Not in ter- not in terms of shows because that's something of an abbreviated um, abbreviated thing because we already did raw. Yep. Uh, on Tuesday, thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Three- Three hours is a lot to sit through, ladies and gentlemen. Although I do acknowledge that it's it, that it's much easier under Triple H, um, but um, I I have a lot of commentary slash questions for Elio regarding NXT. Oh, good! I, I have a lot of commentary slash answers for you. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I I did watch that. Um, for the review, I I don't know why I don't know why it's considered a special, but maybe I'm jumping ahead. Uh, and then um, before you before you go on, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a bit about NXT Level Up because I watched uh, two episodes of it so while I was waiting for Revolution to start on Sunday night. Okay. So I'll tell you about that before we get into NXT. Go ahead. And then of course we have Dynamite. Which was very underwhelming, considering it was the uh, it was the first show after Revolution, mm-hmm. and then and then SmackDown was quite frankly very disappointing as well. Although we did get some uh, forward momentum toward WrestleMania, so um, all in all, not too impressive of a week of wrestling. However, um, we will we will try to remain positive and honest as always um and with that in mind let me kick it over to elio for any opening commentary well nxt uh so i was waiting for AEW revolution to begin and so as always like sometimes i'll scroll through instagram and i'll see like highlight reel uh, from nxt level up or something and i saw one uh, that looked pretty good so i thought i'd check out the whole episode so I went to look that up and um two matches I really enjoyed. One was Tatum Paxley versus Lyra Valkyria. That was a great match. Okay. And another one was Sol Ruka versus Lola Vice, or the newly signed Valerie Lareda. Oh yeah, okay. So she got her NXT name. And it, that that was that wasn't a bad match. I really enjoyed it. I like Sol Ruka's finisher. Like I I saw like I saw like it was for the first time. I saw like her like actually performing. Like because sometimes all like glance, but the time I was really watching the match, and the way yeah. she executed it, it's like an RKO from the top rope. Yeah, you were telling me about that on yeah. uh, Tuesday, um, and and. I would be I would be very um, very curious to see her on a um, you know in a in a match I haven't seen that yet. But my God, okay, there's one wrestler. This guy is like cat big cast two point This guy is terrible. He's his gimmick is supposed to be kind of like a lawyer type uh, gimmick, and the yeah. same is Luca Crucifino. Oh my god. <laughs> and he always ends every promo, he always ends it with 
Absolutely. Oh my good lord. <laughs> what is going on? This guy is terrible. And uh, actually last night, we were, we uh, played on Wrestling POV, we played an old clip. Uh, you remember when The Miz uh, cut that shoot promo on uh, Enzo? Uh, yeah. Okay, and uh, we, we played that, and uh, that I really enjoyed that clip. I remember that that uh, promo, that Miz cut. And uh, do you know where Enzo is currently at now? Um, no, I don't. He is currently part of MLW. He just wrapped up a program with Mance Warner and is currently working a program with Jacob Fatu. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe I got to start watching MLW. Yeah. Well, um, they, they have like a new show called MLW Underground, which is on YouTube. I'm not sure exactly what date airs, but yeah, it's on YouTube, but MLW Underground. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there's so much wrestling, folks. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, and and, <laughs> and uh, we're going to dig out the DeLorean because I'm going to start uh, recording those old mids out there shows again because I have a lot of dates saved up in my phone. Yes, and then after, um, after WrestleMania, I do want to bring back our retro pay-per-view um, reviews. It's just... Ladies and gentlemen, I was I was looking at our catalog um, of episodes recently, and um, pretty much all of the recent ones are reviews of of pay per views or specials, and and one's gonna get added tonight with this one, but it's just not that i'm complaining because it because it, it is fun stuff you know this is this is obviously the busiest season for podcasters but it's just like holy shit there are so many shows you know we we had we just had the nxt roadblock which to a certain extent i'm like why do i have to watch this although then i remember that i volunteered i don't know why i did that um, um well you you already said yourself i uh i uh i cast my uh spell on you i cast a spell on you and uh it uh it uh the spell lured you in and yes. compelled you to tune into nxt although although i did enjoy um i did enjoy certain parts so we'll we'll get into that you know what's um, funny though? Hold on. You know what's funny though? Roadblock. What's Roadblock used to was a pay per view. The first one uh, took twenty sixteen, right? The one for yeah, well, the first one took uh, place on March 12, twenty sixteen, here in Toronto. Then they had Roadblock End of the Line, which took place on December eighteenth in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And after that, uh, they started becoming just like a week's NXT uh, special. Well, I'll tell you what. This special wasn't so special, if you catch my if you catch my drift. Um, but um, but yeah, we'll get we'll get into plenty of that. And like as I was saying, um, b- believe it or not, we still have another uh, pay per view re- review to do. Um, this one will be, I guess, early April, depending, um, because it's um. It's ROH Supercard of Honor, 
Oh, um, oh, on um, the thirty first. Oh, it's on the thirty first. Supercard. Okay. Um. Yeah, because I was uh, I was wondering. I heard about that. So that's uh, where um, Mark Briscoe is uh, made an announcement about the tag team championships. Yes, I um, and I and I didn't watch Rampage because I have my I have my pride. I I was stuck with NXT. I wasn't gonna watch Rampage too, but um. But yeah, he announced that um, there's going to be a reach for the Sky Ladder match yep. um, to crown new uh, ROH tag champs, and the first participants are the Lucha Bros. Um, so I'm I'm happy about that. You know, part of it part of it is sad, you know, because it really hammers home the fact that you know, yeah, Jay's not Jay's not around anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, once again, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. That was absolutely terrible. Uh, what happened to him? I'm I'm glad that his daughters are on the road for recovery. Apparently, they're doing much better. Um, but um, you know, that is just such a, a sad scenario. But um, good on good on Mark for um, you know, uh, ma- making the announcement and making it seem like a big deal because it because it is. So I hope um I hope that gets the attention that that match deserves. Yeah. So uh, one match that's only match announced so far, March thirty first. That was the date of WrestleMania one. Oh well, God, M- Mister Encyclopedia. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I w- the, I'm the historian. I would have had to Google that, folks. I'm not even. Gonna- I'm not even the bullshit, yeah. All right, so I'll say we get into uh, Roadblock. Oh, uh, do we have to? Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Um, let me here. Let me pull it up. I was I was looking at another piece of news. Um, while while we were uh, chatting, but let me just back up my uh, browser. Here you go. Um, so. The first match we had was Tony D'Angelo versus Dijak, and his name is Do- is Dominic Dijakovic. This was a, this was not a good match. No, no, it really wasn't. And 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 first of all, um, you 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 can hopefully explain this to me. Why was this a jailhouse street fight? Yeah, you know what? I have no idea. And um, did you did you see the jailhouse? I like that was pretty much one of those shark tanks that they hang above the ring. Yeah, that was pretty much a shark. Cage. That's all it is, shark that's, cage. Yeah, that's absolutely what it is. Ridiculous. It's yeah. just so so the gimmick kind of took me out of it. But then I was like, well, I want to be fair because. You know, I don't watch NXT TV on a regular basis, so maybe I missed something, but apparently I did not. I'm sorry. I'm just um, I'm just, oh my god! You know what? Why don't they just call it what it was? Because I just uh, clicked the link on uh, Wikipedia for Jailhouse Street Fight and it took me to another page. Hardcore wrestling. Oh god! Well, <laughs> you, you know, luckily I had. Uh, you know the opening segment of Tiffany's Epiphanies. To oh, keep my, uh, I love that! I love that. That was the my favorite part of the show. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she is absolutely just stunningly gorgeous. And from what I from what I understand, she uh, 
She is really, very, very good in the ring. So, um, welcome to Team Yummy. I, well, she might be the captain of Team Yummy. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I second that. Uh, no, no, no offense. That we uh, we're we're very respectful. We're not perverts. Um, but you know, we just have to recognize beauty and talent when it's there. Right. Um. Um. But this is just this match with Dijak and uh, and Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo was fucking weird. I have a question: What mobster do you know that competes in a tracksuit? I don't know. I I've personally never seen it. But, well, would you ever see Marlon Brando in the ring wearing a tracksuit? No. Okay, it's these. So why the, the Godfather wouldn't do it? Why are they gonna? Why did this guy do it? Because because this is an extremely watered down, piss poor version of NXT. <laughs> and you know, quite, quite frankly, um, and we'll get into this later too. But quite frankly, Shawn Michaels should not be booking any wrestling show. Ooh, yeah, I think we've established that. Um. Oh shit! And I mean, uh, uh oh, we have technical difficulties with uh, Ben and his uh, headphones. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Now, okay, I have a question for you. Why didn't you just wear your hat to begin with? I, I um no, I I had my hat on the whole time. Oh, you did. Oh, so what happened there? It just it fell off. Oh. Uh, um, but anyway. Yeah, so yeah, this was not a good match. They gave this one 11 minutes and 11 seconds. And it was it was just entirely too long. Yep. You know, and, and um, God, you know, I love Dominic Dijakovic. Um, <laughs> what if, I have a question. What if but, he's the one that wanted to be called Dijak? Well, then I... I would respectfully request a private conversation with you. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I, I I am not intimidated to state my opinion. All um, right. When it needs to be stated. All right. Um, the, 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 there's just nothing I can say about this match. I mean, the only cool spot they had was the was the elbow through the table. Um, that uh. Dijak hit on D'Angelo, but but even that, if you'll notice, the half like a quarter of the table down by um down by D'Angelo's feet mm-hmm. was already was already like broken before the table before they even went to the table. The fact that the table was still standing before um Dijak went through it was yep. a goddamn miracle. Yep. Um. So then, then we get a bunch of segments. The first one was was Roxanne Perez. We're gonna talk about Roxanne Perez. Oh, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about that too because I'm gonna about. Uh, I'll tell. I'll tell you on the air about what I was talking to you the other day. Yeah, because yeah, I got. I got a. I got a story to tell you All about right. that. Right. So. That, not only do we get a Roxanne Perez segment about her match with Miko Satamora, um, 
But then we get Josh Briggs and Keanu James and whatever the hell that was. I, oh I don't my know. God. I can't believe they're still doing this with that Brooks Jensen and all that. It's like stop. And who and somebody needs to help help me out because and this is an honest question. This is me being a smart ass. So Lyra Valkyria was going after Stevie Turner. Who is Stevie Turner? Oh, you never saw the, you haven't seen the vignettes, or is this your first time no. seeing the vignette? Yeah, but who is it? Like, who the hell is Stevie Turner? Okay, so apparently, um, you know what? I'm going to look that up, because I want to see exactly, like, uh, what what her name is, like, or if she's just, if she's actually, like, a new, a new name that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. So, Stevie Turner NXT. Okay, so um, oh, there's actually a Wikipedia page on her. Okay, so she's currently signed to WWE, where she performs on the NXT brand under the ring name Stevie Turner. Before signing to WWE, she wrestled under the ring name Bobby Tyler. So her career, pretty much, she has a House of Glory. International Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Pride, and Ultimate Pro Wrestling. She was like a women's champion the catch and the catch division champion. And International Pro Wrestling is a UK promotion. Okay. So pretty much she's new to and to this part of uh, this side of uh, wrestling. Uh, she's, uh, she's more uh, known in, over in the UK. Okay. Because okay. it even says here, she's an English professional wrestler. All right, well, that would make sense. From um, Hitchin, Hertfordshire, England. There we go. Trying to pronounce that. I pronounce that. Right, right. No, nobody's going to be able to do that. <laughs> right. Holy shit. So there we um, go. That's our background info on YouTube. But yeah, they give this live streamer gimmick. That's really just really bad. She reminds me of Tiffany Stratton when uh, she first debuted with that uh, "Daddy Rich, Daddy Girl" gimmick, yeah, which well, which she dropped. But this is uh, what Stevie Turner is. Uh, it's pretty much Tiffany Stratton when she debuted. Well, yeah, because the only because uh, I re- I remember when Stratton had that gimmick, and I remember the match she had with. Um, with Wendy Chu, and then I got into a playful argument with Tony Diaz over on POV, and they're like, he was like, well, isn't that match awesome? And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I love Wendy Chu. I'm like, what? <laughs> I do. I love Wendy Chu as well. We're trying to get Clay on the bandwagon here. We're trying to get him to climb aboard the choo-choo train. <laughs> well, I am firmly off the choo-choo train with uh, your ah, play. Boo! Boo! <laughs> um, speaking of another, um, another confusing situation. But did, did I answer your question about Stevie Turner? Yeah. All right. Okay, but moving on, and then, and then of course, the last thing that we got before the next match was the new signing of Dragon Lee, who we've seen on AEW. Um, I have a question. Why do they always have these guys, like, sitting in the, in the audience when they're, they, and then they say they made their debut, 
And they did it with Matt Riddle, did it with Keith Lee. They always have him sitting in the audience first time out. Well, that's because they did it so much better under the black and gold thing. Like, they made it a big deal. Like, they introduced them. They had the background. Yeah. They had somebody big sitting next to them to get them over. Um, but now they're just sitting in the crowd, and then they'll give them, like, a nameplate graphic. And, like, if you yeah. don't know who that is, you're like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. why, is, why is this special? So... That's another um, that's another detail that has gone uh, by the wayside with this new version of NXT, which I absolutely cannot stand. Speaking of something I cannot stand, so we we got we got something I cannot stand versus something I really want to like. Okay. Okay. What do we have? Indusher yeah. with Jinder Mahal. Oh, oh my God. Ginger Mahal comes out and I'm just like, why the hell am I watching this? Please stop. Just, just, what did I do? Well, no, now hold on. I'm gonna say he is a lot better with industry than uh, Malcolm Bivens because Ginger Mahal is all about industry. He's not about all about himself. That's the problem with uh, Stokely Hathaway. He was all about himself. Well, you know, say what you want. I, I, I guess that's a positive, but it's just I don't care. And like, and I mean, I get it. I'm not a fan of I'm not a big fan of industry, but I like I rather see them with Ginger, someone like Ginger, than with someone like Stokely Hathaway, who only. Uh, only makes everything about himself when he should be trying to get his guys over. Well, and and there's an argument to be made for that too. Um, so so Indusher, who I just who I just don't understand, you know. Um, and then we got this combo, which I like: Braun Breaker and the Creed Brothers. Um, I'm a I'm a really big fan of the Creed Brothers. Um, I am too, but you the boost for Braun Breaker. Yeah, well, you know, and we we've, we've had this conversation. I'm I'm not going to rehash it. I think yeah. I think people understand how I feel about Braun Breaker and I I think they understand how you feel about it as well. You know, it's not it's not that he's that he's bad. It's just he's Goldberg 2.0 to a T down yeah. to the shitty tribal tattoo. Yeah, he's just like boring with uh no uh character personality other than that he's he's not bad so he's a more athletic goldberg yeah that's that's what that's pretty much what it is but anyway so this match was okay it's just ladies and gentlemen this, this this is my this is this is my problem because We've seen Creed's versus Indusher time and time again, you know, and I understand that's part of the, the feud, but what what about this? What about this match made this match worthy of being on a special versus all the other things that we've seen? And you're like, well, I thought you didn't watch NXT, Ben. I don't, but I watch the highlights and I read the things. This is why Ben doesn't. This why Ben asks all the questions he does because he doesn't watch NXT. That's why I'm here to answer his questions. 
But it, but it's just like so. I'm up to date on the feuds and what's going on. It's just NXT doesn't interest me as a product. But it's just like, what about this match made it special? Like I don't understand that. Like and and to be honest with you, Mahal to me in in a wrestling ring, and I I don't mean to be an asshole, but I'm I'm just telling you the truth. Mahal to me in a wrestling ring is the epitome of a sledgehammer to the back of the head to put me to sleep. <laughs> I, I, I really, like, it's just, you know, I, I don't understand this. And then, um, and then the, the next, the next big thing was the Grayson Lawler effect with special guest, the man who can't book wrestling for shit. John Michaels. I did like his uh, promo that he cut on Grayson Waller, but I I agree with you. I I hate the Grayson Waller effect. I don't like Grayson Waller. I'm not a fan. Well, no, I mean, and and, and HBK did a good job in his promo, but yeah. but but here but here's my thing, right? So they've been teasing this, you know, Shawn Michaels versus Grayson right. Waller. Okay, yeah. If thing. you if you're teasing it, why are we getting Tony Gargano and Grayson Waller? Well, 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 and and I can answer that question, and I think you can too. Um, but but the question still holds weight in, in another way, right? So we all know that Shawn Michaels is done in the ring. We don't want to see him again because the last time we saw him was in Saudi Arabia when he teamed up with Hunter and went against Taker and Kane, and that was. With that, that bald, was, with that bald head of his. <laughs> yes, and and that was a that was just a disaster. That was sad. Yeah, that was literally sad to witness on a multitude of fronts, because both um, Shawn Michaels and Kane, and arguably Triple H as well, were noticeably not up to par. And then of course the match got destroyed because. Um, because Triple H tore his pack off the bone. Um, but um, but so, because of all that, nobody actually believes that Sh- Shawn Michaels is going to go up against um, Grayson Waller. So that makes the whole feud, like, what the hell is, are they doing? Well, that's what I'm saying. Why are you teasing this when we all know Shawn Michaels is not going to get in the ring anymore? Right. And then, like, okay. So the the one positive from this, right? So it, it does circle back to some really good storytelling. Um, um well I'm not gonna say go, but it does circle back because when um when John when Johnny Gargano um stepped away from NXT to have his kids, mm-hmm. um you know, and he was giving his goodbye address. Yeah, so I, I know, remember that. He got attacked by Grayson Waller. Right, exactly. So so that, if they bring that up, that's really going to help, um, you know, the logic as to why it's Johnny Gargano. Um, to um, And, you know, let, and let's be honest here, folks. Johnny Gargano on the main roster, and I don't think this is his fault because I'll be honest with you, I'm a Johnny Gargano guy. I'm like, okay, uh, 
NXT black and gold was my shit. And that's why I'm so critical of this version because it's just, it's so fucking pitiful. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> we got way too carried away talking about Grayson Waller and, and Shawn Michaels because, um, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even see the clock counting down. I had the review up and not the Zoom call. Uh, so we got unceremoniously cut off. I'm just like, I wish we we could cut off Shawn Michaels booking NXT at the knees. Um, but getting getting back to what I, what I was saying, um, you know, so it, it's good it's good in a way that Johnny Gargano has circled back to NXT. One because of the storytelling aspect with with Grayson Waller, you know. Um, as I mentioned before, we got we got kicked off. But then the other the other thing too, folks, is um, I don't know about you, Elio, but to me, Johnny Gargano's main roster run has been absolutely um, underwhelming. They, 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 they've had him paired up with Dexter Lumis. They're just uh, yeah, they they just keep this thing going from NXT. Which, which, in a way, it, it makes sense. But if you're going to do that, you got to put more emphasis on it. Because bo- both of these guys, talking about Johnny Gargano and Dexter Lewis, are coming off as an afterthought on, on Monday Night Raw. And, and for Johnny Gargano specifically to come off as an afterthought on any wrestling show is an, is an absolute abomination. Now... Now, I am an NXT black and gold guy to a T, as I, as I said, um, which is why this current version of NXT just makes me absolutely ill. So did I pop for um, Johnny Gargano when he came out? Yes. Did Grayson Waller do a good job selling his displeasure and the fact that he honest, the fact that he thought that Shawn Michaels was going to come out of retirement to face him, yes, even though we all knew that that was bullshit, which is why this whole thing wasn't working to begin with. Um, so you know, Grayson Waller versus Johnny Gargano is it's going to be a good match, and we'll see what they can build. Um, going into stand and deliver. Um, now. For me, Grayson Waller is a bright spot in the ring, but I cannot stand this, you know, look at me, I'm I'm on Snapchat or Instagram live and we're doing a show. Right. Like, okay. Understanding where we are with social media, I, I get why they're doing that. But for me... You know, we're, we're getting too much of that on TV now um, because we have we have Logan Paul and, and now we got Grayson Waller doing that. And, and, you know, we'll get it. We'll get into Logan Paul when we go to the um, Monday Night Raw segment. But it's just like, you know, a lot of this, these segments on this show are just dragging on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. It's like, good God, get to something else. So in that spirit, I will get to something else. And we will move on to 
Gigi Dolan versus JC James. This was a sloppy match. Yes, it was. Um, I don't understand. Uh, okay. Now, we've talked about the Mandy Rose situation. Yep. Um, so, we all know what that is. We don't have to go over that 20 minutes. But since that has taken place, Gigi Dolan and JC James at the forefront, this isn't working. Um, specifically with JC Jane, I um I don't think she's there yet in the ring. Um, and and the whole thing, this whole match just uh didn't compute as interesting or important or anything, and that was that was disappointing because you know. I think they tried to build it up. I mean, I mean, JC Jane damn near kicked Gigi Dolan's head in against the door frame. I mean, I literally thought she was gonna hurt herself, you know. But this, this is why we say Shawn Michaels is be, is becoming the king of recycling his own uh, storylines on oh, NXT. You know, we got we got the barbershop window, which led to this match, and then. Nope. You know we're gonna get into into something else, um, which will which will sound familiar uh, later on in the review. Um, but th- but this is just no Mm-mm. no. Uh, and I and I feel bad for these ladies because I think that they got shafted much much the same way that Wesley got shafted when um. You know when his tag partner um, left unceremoniously, but it's just this isn't working. Speaking of not working, Jesus Christ, help me understand. <laughs> well, what? What? Because, because you know, I see you have a cross on your bedroom wall, and I want to pray to whatever to Jesus and whatever wrestling entities. To answer this question. Okay. What the fuck was that between Joe Gacy and Andre Chase? No, but... You like this? No. <laughs> Why are we having the match if it's less than five minutes? Okay, number number two, I don't I don't see how how that match warrants being on a special, which isn't so special. Um, for the reasons I've already described, um, but it's just like, oh my god! Actually, actually, you know what? I'm gonna say, Andre Chase is a good wrestler because I've seen his evolved work. Well, no, I, it's just I, I don't have an issue with with Andre Chase. I mean, I don't. Do I like the gimmick? No, I don't. I think the gimmick is asinine. Much. Much along the same lines as I think Orange Cassidy's gimmick is asinine, but I understand that he is a very good wrestler, um, and and I think Andre Chase falls under the same category. Um, but Joe Gacy, uh, uh, you know, and and this surprised me, Joe Gacy, because uh, he he came from Combat Zone. 
And he, no. yeah, he had a completely different look. And uh, well, no wonder you just answered my my question right there. Combat zone. That's why he shit. Yes. Okay. Very good. Very good. <laughs> okay. But but you know, but aside from all of that, and and the fact that I don't that I don't like the the gimmick of schism, and the fact that you know The Rock's daughter is in it. Which is why I, which is the only reason why I think they're still a thing. Just being honest with you, call me an asshole, call me what you want. I gotta be honest with you. Other than her involvement, I don't understand why schism is still a thing. Because the grizzled young veterans <laughs> should not be reduced to this bullshit. It, it, just, it shouldn't be a thing. But moving on. I, I, I am looking forward to Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker at Stand Deliver, though. Yes, I, I am as well. Oh, by the way, sorry, speaking of Carmelo Hayes, uh, last night, because I didn't even know this was on, but after SmackDown here, we had main event, and Carmelo Hayes uh, took on Akira Tozawa. Poor Akira. <laughs> right? He's the- just w- WWE's resident crash dummy, him and The Miz. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, right, go, um, go, go ahead. Next. Moving on to the main event. This was a good match. This was easily the best thing on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, from a wrestling perspective. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I think, um, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not uber familiar with Miko Satamora. Oh, neither um, am I outside of uh, her NXT UK run. Right, and, and you know, I I understand that she appeared in on um, WCW in her early days. She debuted in '95, and so it's like I can understand, but I don't I don't know enough about her career to um to really comment. So I'm just gonna go with this match. What I saw in this match was worthy of a 28 year um veteran, um. You know, because um, th- this was a really good match. And shout out to um, shout out to Roxanne Perez because I thought she kept up very well. And for I mean, because usually when you have when you have a, a veteran of that many years and of that status um, versus a rookie, I mean, I, I mean, Roxanne Perez is twenty one years old. That's why I call her a rookie because. I mean, good God. Um, but I mean, usually there's a there's a significant difference in talent. And you can kind of see the legend slowing down so that the younger talent can catch up. I didn't really see that here. Um, this was a this was a very good match um, for for both ladies. Um, there were several um, spots that I liked. Um, uh, in, including the um, the the Death Valley Driver by Perez. I I'm a huge Death Valley Driver guy. Um, or the Spicoli Driver if you're a, you're a ECW fan. Um, yeah, look that up, folks. Um, but um, there was there was another um point in the match where Satamora landed a kick, 
and and the way that her um talking about Roxanne Perez's head snapped back, I'm like, oh, this might be a problem. Uh, but turns out that they turned that into a storyline. So hopefully, hopefully, um, Perez was just selling, and and that that check to the head didn't, isn't as bad as it looked. Um, just, just not that it was executed recklessly, but that was very painful. Um, but at the end of the match, which went for 14 minutes, um, and like I said, was honestly the best thing on this show by a long shot. Thank Christ. I got something to be happy about on this show. Um, but, so, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up um, the championship center Roxanne Perez. Oh, cool. And um, but but this this the after the match gimmick bullshit took me out of the match completely. Like this match was awesome. If you just cut, if you just go off the air, you got a you know an excellent main event. You, you know, and and the people go home happy. But no, we can't have that. <laughs> This is the current vanilla version of NXT, and we have to have some bullshit. We had to have a throwback to Shawn Michaels' prayer. <sighs> and, and I was telling you today, I'm currently watching, well, I have been since June of last year. I've been watching Monday Night Raw from the beginning, from episode one, and I'm currently into the year 1995. And I just finished watching WrestleMania 11. Sean just turned face. So his match with Lawler has yet to happen yet. But it's just, and, and there's a reason why we bring that up. Because at the end of his match with Lawler, yeah. um, uh, Shawn Michaels faints and they put the oxygen mask on him. Yep. And it was, it, was, it was very unclear at the time of whether it was real or whether it was, it was, um, you know, storyline because that's how realistic it looked. This did not look realistic at all. Yet fans, you fans, seem to think that this is real and it's not a work. And so much that some fans, I don't know, one fan specifically, decided to go and alter the Roxanne Press's Google page to where if you type in Roxanne died, it comes back with the result deceased. Well, well, and this is how this is how ridiculous this is. I guess, I I guess to some degree WWE succeeded in what they wanted to do with this angle because apparently, um, apparently it made it to Fox News. I, I shit you not. <laughs> Uh, um, oh yeah, well you were telling me this now. Wait, what did it say on Fox News though? I well I, I didn't read the article because I was told um while I was out to dinner that I was told by my parents, you know, because they were asking me what happened to that um young female wrestler who who fainted um recently. And I'm thinking to myself, what? And, and and they're like, yeah, it made it to Fox News. You know, is she is she okay? And I'm, I'm and at first I'm I'm very confused, and I'm thinking, well, if it made it to Fox News, um, you know, this lady might be significantly hurt. Um, 
but no, I I looked it up in other places and and everything's fine and you know and, and it's just and, and my mom even followed up with me like, is that young lady okay? You know, but I'm like, oh, it was just a, it was just a storyline. She's fine. And, and my mom was like, Jesus, well then why the fuck did they make it to? Uh, my mom doesn't cuss, but she was like, you know, Jesus. You know why did it make it to Fox News if it was just a if it was just a storyline? Like, just out of curiosity, I googled her again. The first uh, result that turns out show pops up is from Sports Kita with the headline: Roxanne Perez deceased, clearing the air around bogus story around bogus rumors after health concerns. Oh Jesus! <laughs> what? These, these people are so fucking stupid. I, man, I'm sorry. You wrestling, uh, you wrestling uh, fans, you wrestling fans, and not all of you, but some of you are just a special kind of stupid. I'm sorry. And, I, and, and that that criticism does not extend to the smart audience that listens to this show. We understand that, but. If you really thought that Roxanne Perez was dead, what the fuck? Like, oh my god, the second article. Roxanne Perez died after collapsing at NXT. Just stop. Oh my god. This, this is terrible. Yeah, you, you see why I don't appreciate the this being called a special. This was not very special. Exactly. Um, moving on. Um we have uh, dynamite and El- and Elio, you're gonna take the lead with that, right? I got dynamite. Yes, uh, this I didn't like this. Ben, I didn't no. like this show. No, I didn't like it either. I I, I let, me, let me just pull up my notes here now. The only high point really I have is Orange Cassie and Jay Lethal's match. Uh, low uh. And FDR promo low points. I have Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs, Ruby Soho, Sky Blue, and uh, the AR Fox Top Flight Jericho Appreciation Society, and Tony Khan's stupid announcement. His 312th announcement. Okay. Okay. So let's just let's just start there with the with the Tony Khan thing. This 312th announcement. Let, let's let's be honest, folks. These special announcements um, are stupid. Are, are are losing their luster. There's gonna be an announcement next week about a special announcement. Oh well, why does it, why does that not surprise me <laughs> oh at God. all? Um, you know, and um, I'm I'm trying to uh. I'm I'm trying to go through the notes here because because oh uh, okay yeah all right I just wanted to get this right so tell me so for those of you that didn't see this I I knew trust me I know what the announcement is I wasn't looking for that I was looking for the exact wording of what they're calling this new championship. There's well, another no it's not a new championship it's the same one they're just renaming it. But that, that's what I mean. They're they're rebranding the championship. Stupid. So Tony Khan announces that Orange Cassidy 
Um, he's going to, apparently he wants to defend the title against Jeff Jarrett. For what reason? I have no fucking Why? Why? And you know what? You know what bothers me about Jeff Jarrett? What's that? He's using his impact theme from like 2002. It's ridiculous. They can't even give him a new theme. He's using Not, a recycled impact wrestling. I don't know. Apparently he still thinks he's the king of the mountain. I don't um, oh, but you know, okay, so now we're in partnership with with Warner Brothers Discovery, and because of Shazam 2, Fire of the Gods, the title will now be known as the AEW International title. Now, oh, yeah, well, I don't, one... I don't understand that. Why is it because they're in partnership with Shazam? Why I don't understand. I don't understand either. I was getting ready to ask you the same question. Like, what is the renaming the title after Shazam and Warner Brothers? I, I, I don't know. Uh-huh. Do, you, do, you have, do you have any guesses, Elliot? No, I don't. Help me. Help. Help me. Help you. Help me. Jeez. That should be the name of the show. Help me, help you, help me. There we go. That's the name of the show. Well, I, I'll go on and I'm gonna write this down while you're going on. Go ahead. Um, I'm I'm really confused. First of all, I've seen the first Shazam movie. That was and that was that was actually a good movie. I I appreciated that. But what that has to do with wrestling and um. You know, in AEW, I understand it having something to do with Warner Brothers Discovery, but why would Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, lead to a championship name change? That doesn't make any sense. Now, um, and even even the reviewer that I'm that I'm using, he's like, it's a much better name and it's cool, but I have no idea how that ties into the movie. Um, I don't either. <laughs> so, um, but then, um, so that that's the, that's the first low one I wanted to address because Tony Khan and, and these announcements, folks, and, and we're having a good time here. We're laughing, but but in all seriousness, why does he keep saying special announcements, special announcements, special uh, announcements? And there's going to be more. He's not done. It, it 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 after a certain point it doesn't mean anything. It it, it really doesn't. What what's so special about it? Even you know because the last special announcement that you made um was that AEW was gonna have a new reality show. Well, okay. That, that that's stupid. I don't know. Some, some people might give a fuck. I don't know who, but I I'm certainly not one of them. Um. You know, and and don't get me wrong, folks. I'm a, I'm a fan of AEW. I really am. But it's just like, oh my fucking god, what are we doing here? Um, okay. So then, then let let's go into into uh more uh low points because I I I agree wholeheartedly with um with Elio's take on the low points. I have um I don't think I have anything. Uh, more to add from from the low points perspective. Although I I I, I would like to add um, 
one high point if I can just find it so I can yeah here we go so I really liked the Brian Danielson um uh promo um talking about how um how he was feeling after he lost to MJF and how he's gotta go home and like reevaluate things and it um so this potentially opens the door for him to go to Ring of Honor, which I think um, is a good move. Now, I'm not now in terms of the history of Brian Danielson, I think it would be awesome. Now, here's the other, but here's the other thing: I'm very hesitant to pay another ten dollars to get access to uh, Ring of Honor. Honor Club, which is airing ROH TV. Sorry, Ben. Um, you're speaking about that, and uh, I was looking at the AEW Dynamite results, and they also had the first uh, ROH uh, TV uh, results as well. Okay, well, we'll get into that after we after we finish with yeah. the uh, no, I'm saying you know, I'm saying you know, like uh, we can look at those uh rating at those uh results. Cool. Sounds good to me, but but so you mean to tell me that that Ring of Honor isn't on cable? But right. You, you, so that's the one. That's the one thing that makes me think that there's no way that that um Brian Danielson can go to Ring of Honor outside the pay per views. That's what confused me when I saw Ring of Honor results. Uh, because it creates a reaction. Because there's there's no way you're gonna you're gonna relegate a talent such as Brian Danielson to the Ring of Honor Honor Club. No disrespect to Ring of Honor because I have I have a, a deep appreciation for Ring of Honor. Um, but another but a low point that I do want to add to your list. And 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 this has nothing to do with their heel with their heel turn after that because that was actually a high point for me was the Blackpool Combat Combat Club turning heel on the Dark Order but the actual match. Oh man, what, no. what are they doing? No, I I don't understand it. But the ultimate low point, folks, was Wardlow versus Powerhouse House. Oh. I. Oh God, Elio, you're gonna you're gonna need to w- legitimately help me try to figure this out. Okay. Poor Wardlow. I don't think I've ever felt so bad for a young talent the way that I do Wardlow right now. See, and it makes you think that that uh, him him getting his toe stolen that was all that had to be work. Well, no, that that was legit. I, I uh, truly would. But Kyushu uh, Marshall uh, even said on that dynamite next week we're gonna reveal who broke into Wardlow's car. Well, I think he was just bullshitting. But that's that's another that's another thing. QT Marshall. Well, that's gonna come into the conversation as well, folks. Okay, all right. But but Wardlow Wardlow losing the championship. After having just won it on Sunday, what was the point of even having the match with Wardlow and Samoa Joe if this is what you were going to do? Now, 
if you listen to the last show, our AEW Revolution post show, um, one of the low points on that card was Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. Not because it wasn't a decent match, but just because, you know, of the time given and it, se- it seemed rushed and there was just something something missing there. Um, but, you know, but with the with the ending being what it was and, and Wardlow winning the title, it served a purpose. So I'm like, okay. So now are we going to try to get Wardlow going again? Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, folks, there is no way he's going to be as hot as he was coming out of his feud with MJF. But, uh, uh, but I was willing to give them credit because at least they're trying. You know, I'm like, okay, they gave him the title at a big pay-per-view. We're moving in the right direction. And now Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Now, this is nothing against Powerhouse Hobbs and everything to do with Wardlow's booking. What the fuck is going on? What What is it with Tony Khan's fascination with hot potatoing, you know, this TNT title like, like hacky sack in a, in a high school hallway? The five second shuffle was title was more relevant than than the TNT title. Well, but and it truly to to me, folks, it's becoming like the hardcore title of old. Um, you know, it just it does it makes for a fun segment, but at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. Um, because. The TNT title, and I've said this before, it should be used as AEW's answer to to the Intercontinental or U.S. title. What the fuck is this? If this is what we're going to do with the TNT title, get the fuck rid of it. Get it off. Yep. I don't care. Um, So not a lot of high points um, for for, uh, this show, to tell you the truth. the high point I would absolutely agree with you um, was the Orange Cassidy match, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, I can't I can't give you one. No, nope. I, I I really I don't I don't know this this was a very weak show coming out of a very good AEW Revolution. This is not yep. this is not the show that these. That this company needed coming out of a show that was that good. No. Um, but moving on to SmackDown. Uh, hold on, hold on. Before we do that, um, should we go into a commercial? Uh, let me see. Um, yes, we should. All right, and uh, before SmackDown, I actually, yeah, uh, I want to run down the ROH the first two episodes because I have results for episode one and two. Okay, cool. And um, we'll do that, and we'll be right back, folks. All right, we're back. And, uh, Ben, before we get into SmackDown, we are going to run through the results from the first two episodes of the new ROH. Yes, sir. And and episode one took place on uh, March uh, 2nd. So here are the results from that one. We had... ROH World Tag Team Champion Mark Briscoe defeated Slim J 
the kingdom defeated the infantry. Who's I'm the sure, infantry? I'm not sure who that is. I guess I'll find out and then I'll tell you on the next episode. <laughs> and then we had Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Blake Christian to retain the New Japan IWGP TV Championship. Uh, then Zack Sabre Jr. called out Brian Danielson after the match. Oh boy. That, ex- that excites me. Christopher Daniels defeated Rohit Raju. Rohit Raju, of course, from Impact Wrestling. Kanosuke yeah. Takeshi defeated Josh Woods. The Embassy defeated Leo San Giovanni, Joe Keys, and Rex Lawless. Ari Divari defeated Metalik. Madison Rain and Sky Blue defeated the Renegade Twins. Then Wheeler Yuta announced that he will hold an open challenge for the ROH Pure Championship next week. And that challenge was accepted by Timothy Thatcher. So we're going to get Wheeler Yuta and Timothy Thatcher. Oh, so Wheeler, um, or I'm sorry, Timothy Thatcher seems like he's coming into the fold for um, AEW slash Ring of Honor because that's the second time that we've seen uh, Timothy Thatcher. Willow Nightingale defeated Lady Frost, and after the match, she said oh, she... Oh, boo. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I really like Lady Frost. I think she's very good. And Willow, after the match, said she wanted a shot against Athena for the ROH Women's Championship, and the challenge was accepted. Uh, Claudio... That's, uh, that's, that's, an, that's another point, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I could just... I could just... I could go on and on and on. Oh no. Where the fuck has Athena been? ROH. <laughs> I, well, I I know, but how how could a talent that good be kept off TV for that long? I don't know. Because she signed to to all elite wrestling as far as I'm concerned. Oh, so, and uh, here we go. The next one, we had Claudio Castagnoli defeating Era Fox to retain the ROH World Championship. Following the match, Eddie Kingston came out and declared that he wants a shot against Claudio for the title. And here's what Kingston said. Guess what? I'm an independent contractor. Dog, I'm 10.99. Know how I promised Mox I wouldn't beat your ass at AEW? The same AEW. I'm coming for your championship. Okay. Well, I mean, it's going to be a good match. So, you know, I'm not really going to knock it, but, you know, I, I've always had the soft spot for Eddie Kingston, so it's okay. And that brings us to uh, the uh, this week's uh, episode number two of ROH. And here we go with the first match. Samoa Joe defeated Tony Deppen to retain the television title. Cool. Uh, the boys in Dalton Castle defeated Marcus Cross and C4. I don't know who Marcus Cross and C4 are. Neither do I. I. Marcus Cross, Cody Chun, and Guillermo Rosa, I guess. That's what I'm seeing on, the, on my screen here. Then we had Angelico and Serpentico defeating Rush and Tralastico. Okay. That pisses me off. But, okay. Sorry, no. Rush and uh, Tralastico defeated uh, Serpentico and Angelico. My bad. 
Uh, okay, that makes more sense. I was I was about to okay. uh, my my blood pressure was coming up. Okay. Uh, Trish Adora defeated Billy Starks. Okay. Then we had Ari Davari and Slim J defeating Jake Crisp and Man Scout. Who the fuck is Man Scout? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. And then we have the the aforementioned pure RH pure championship. Will you defeated Timothy Thatcher? Okay, well that was to be expanded. And so and I defeated him with submission, and it says right here this was easily the match of the night. Okay, well I I'd be interested to, to go back and take a look. Then we had Aussie Open defeating Tracy Williams and Red Titus. I love Aussie Open. Eddie Kingston defeated Ben Dejo. Who the hell is that? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, I'm just like, the same time, like, who is that? <laughs> and of course, we have the ROH Women's Championship. Athena defeated Willow Nightingale. Okay. That, that was your main. That was your main event. There is justice in the world. Okay. And uh, actually, uh, in our age, I, I don't know if this was a thing uh, when uh, when you were watching all our age, or, because like I said, I didn't really get to see much of our age here until like uh, recently where they had it on at midnight on uh, Fox here. Yeah. And uh, apparently our age, they have a 20 count instead of a 10. Yes, they do. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was the main event. Uh, Athena is feeding... Will Nightingale to retain the championship. Sounds good, man. And now we're going to move on to SmackDown with Ben. Ben, what do you have? Oh, God. What what do I have? Okay, well, um, other than a vast amount of impatience, because I feel like we're... uh, I feel like we're really in a stalling pattern going into WrestleMania. Part of me appreciates how they're drawing the stories out. Um... And and I certainly understand that when it comes to the bloodline. Ben, um, ben yeah. Continue on. I'm just gonna step away for a minute. But yeah, but to a certain extent, I'm just I'm getting kind of annoyed because I feel like um the quality of shows um as of late have gone down, and um. This edition of SmackDown was definitely a victim of that, I feel like. Uh, so the major selling points of of this episode was, of course, um, um, Jay addressing his comeback to the bloodline and um, also the Fatal Five way um, to determine the uh, number one contender for Gunther's Intercontinental Championship. By the way, folks, his name is fucking Walter. Um, but uh, so, so the evening starts off with the Fatal Five Way, and this match was perf- per- perfectly, um, perfectly fine, perfectly entertaining. Um, I I enjoyed it. We had um. Drew McIntyre versus LA Knight versus Xavier Woods, who replaced um, his New Day partner, Kofi Kingston, who 
um, got hurt. Um, I'm not sure if Kofi's going to miss WrestleMania, but there is that possibility. Um, and then we had um, Kerry and Cross and Sheamus rounding out the field. Um, like I said, this was a very um, this was a very um, you know. I mean, the match was fine. I mean, there's nothing more that I can really say about that. Um, I think what took it down for me, um, which is it's it's level of predictability. I mean, we knew it was either going to be Sheamus or Drew McIntyre that won the the triple threat match because, or I'm sorry, the Fatal Five way. So I have a um, question. I have a question for you. Yeah. Are they, are they gonna turn Sheamus heel again? Because why? Well, I think I think they're already starting to do that because he feels slighted by Drew McIntyre because why why no no one start turning him heel face heel face again. I, I know he's he's gonna turn into the big show for God's right, sake. Right. Um, but so this match wasn't really the most compelling only because only because, you know, it was either going to be Sheamus or Drew McIntyre, then it ended up being both of them. Now, I would, as a general rule, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull, uh, the Rock moment here. As a as a general rule, Ben Pierce does not like fuck finishes because I I just, you know. We see too many of them, and Ben gets tired of them, and then he starts banging his head against his, his open palm, and then it's just, you know, not a good night. Uh, you know, I want to throw a phone brick at my TV in frustration. <laughs> I, I, I should I should actually get one for when I uh, watch Ravens games. Um, or you get the Hacksaw Jim Duggan 2x4. Exactly, and uh, actually, my uncle does have a phone brick for when he watches watches Ravens games. <laughs> oh, um, very, uh, very smart man, my uncle. Um, a very healthy, a very healthy outlet for our outrage. Um, but, but, okay, so I was fine with the finish at first because. Because I'm like, okay, well, this is going to lead to a triple threat match. And the triple threat match between Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. I got to tell you, I'm not going to bitch about that. I want to see that match. Um, but apparently, that's not what we're going to get. Because next week, it's going to be Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre to determine who faces... Um, who faces Gunther for the for the title? Walter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you know, I have to I have to ask you, well, why couldn't we just either get Seamus and Drew to determine that, or just announce Me, a, know, a, know, a know, triple know. threat? Yeah, you know what I, th- I think. Which I think uh, something's gonna happen next week where neither are gonna win. Then we're gonna get the triple threat, but yeah, I I I see what you're saying. Well, just uh, say it's gonna be a triple threat, and that's it. We know it's gonna be. Well, and that's where I'm at with it. Um, and then um, we get some uh, Paul Heyman and Caleb Braxton time. That's always fun. Yep. Um, and um, 
match match-wise, folks, there wasn't a lot to get behind. Because like, like I said, the, the screwy finish kind of took me out of the fatal five-way. Um, the Judgment Day match after their confrontation with um, Ray and Legato Del Fantasma. I like Dominic's promo, though. Yes, I, I, I do. And the fact that he interrupted his father's uh, Hall of Fame induction, which was a high point of the show because, um, you know. Yeah, did you catch what he said? I wish I was Eddie's son. Yes, well, oh. he, he looks more like Eddie. Right. You know, as the days pass with the, with the mullet and shit, he's doing a good job. Right, right. He could, uh, he could make a compelling case until that DNA pops up. Um. But, um, so, D- Dom as a heel is just funny to me. Yeah. Like, it, 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 just, it works. And, and credit to the kid. Um, but I just, I didn't like, I like the story behind it, but the match wasn't very good. Okay. Um, and then, um, then we get, oh my God, holy oh. fuck, help me. Uh, then, then we get Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders. Now, I love Ricochet and the Viking Raiders. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But Braun Strowman in the middle of it? Uh, I am. No. It, no. It just makes the match average, and I don't care. Um. And besides any of that, what have they done to make us care about any Viking Raiders match ever since they came out to the main roster? It just mirrors Valhalla kind of weird. Well, well, I, you know, I think, I think the gimmick change was a good idea because it made sense with the whole Viking thing. But no, I don't execu- know, I know, but like the execution is what I'm saying. Exactly, the execution has not been good. Um, so. Uh, speaking of something that's not good, Charlotte Flair versus Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, boy, this is bad. Oh my god. Uh, that's a low point that speaks for itself. Um, and then um obviously the big selling point of the evening was um you know Jay's explanation as to why he joined back up with the bloodline. We knew what the explanation was gonna be, but it was still sold very well. And then, and then here comes Cody Rhodes to take up for uh, Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn was getting his ass kicked after trying to jump the Usos. Now I don't know why one guy would try to jump two. That math doesn't add up. But here comes superhero Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Um. So you know, I guess the big selling point of of the night delivered what it needed to but the rest of the night was just like you know an hour and 45 minutes of complete boredom i i i do have one side note i liked uh walt uh gunther's interaction with adam pierce saying i know english isn't my first language <laughs> but i do know that challenger <laughs> is single singular <laughs> while challengers is plural Yes, well, <laughs> I, I, I laughed at that. That 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 was very funny. Shows you how good Walter is. <laughs> you fucking morons. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. 
But show-wise and content-wise, this was not a good uh, week for professional wrestling outside of Revolution. Okay. Um, but I think I think that brings us to the end of the week in review. And I think we have uh, tournament finals to decide, as we, well we, as... We do. Let me pull up the results. And uh, as well as what? As well as the upcoming edition of Wrestling Roulette. Yes. All right, let me just pull up the results here on my TikTok page. And the final results, because Tuesday I gave you temporary results because they always change. Exactly. So the first match we had was D-Generation X versus the Wyatt family. And D-Generation X won with 100%. These motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) And in the second match, we had the Bloodline versus the Ministry of Darkness. And we had the Bloodline with 28% and the Ministry of Darkness with 72%. Okay, well, at least least the Ministry of Darkness took that one very good. So our final match will be the Generation X versus the Ministry of Darkness. Oh, what a match. And we will have the results uh, next uh, Saturday and the start of the brand new tournament to find out who is the number one wrestler of the 90s for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. The number one Pro Wrestling Illustrated wrestler of the 90s. Who will it be? Well, I I think we have a very narrow list of who it should be, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting to find out what uh, TikTok universe has to say, ladies and gentlemen. I am not on TikTok, nor will I ever be on TikTok, um, but I am on other social media platforms. So just uh, search my name, and I will uh, pop right up for you so um but we'll get more into that at the end of the show with our plug segment and we have um and we have also the usually we have about 10 names but even if we have nine or seven we always make it work somehow with uh one or two getting a buy to the next round so it, it all works out with these tournaments and they're fun because we never know what matches are going to be because we have all names on the wheel. Yes, I, I, I personally love doing these tournaments. And that's what makes it fun is that I put them all on the wheel and we don't even know what matches are going to happen. Yeah, the, the sometimes the randomizer makes things really fun. I'm, so, I'm talking, you know what? I had thought we should do... A, ch- a movie tournament, just out of curiosity, the, what is the most beloved movie of the 80s? And I have, now, a, I have a list of them right here on my phone. Now, that would be a good one. We'll do, we'll do that on a different day, though. Yeah, no, okay. we'll, do, we'll do that after the next wrestling tournament that we're going to start. Very good. Just to switch it up, we'll do a movie tournament uh, after the next uh, PWA one. So with that, uh, Ben, we see we get into wrestling roulette. Absolutely. And let me just pull up the list here. So fans, we'll be back in a second. 
All right, it's time for Wrestling Roulette. The way this works, I play 21 themes, 10 seconds. Ben has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Ben, are you ready? Uh, yes, sir, I am. Here we go with track number one. Sure. That is Liv Morgan. Oh, that's a different version. Okay. That's her uh, her uh, previous version before the Watch Me one. Okay. All right, you are track two. elevator put me to sleep music um damn i don't know that is rick the model mortel oh i always miss that one god damn it are you on number three are you ready yeah now we know why you uh used uh, left uh, singing to the producers. Uh, yeah, seriously. Shawn Michaels. No. Shawn Michaels. That is terrible. That is yeah. awful. That is off of WF the Music Volume 2. That, that's the worst version I think I've ever heard. Oh my god, that's terrible. Okay, here we go. miss this one too but i i really don't know that is bobby lashley oh shit all right you're track number five uh, i'm gonna have to make a comeback pass that is Lex Luger, his main USA theme. Oh, okay. Here we go. Ricochet. Ricochet. I love that that's Triple H's voice that says that. Yeah. All right, here we go. Track number seven. Johnny Gargano. Oh, Jesus. That's his new one. Bet on yourself. Okay, well, that sucks. Can we go back to another one? <laughs> you are track number eight. Uh, is that Alexa Bliss? That is Alexa Bliss. 
That is a horrible version. I know, God. And uh, and do you, do you know why that's a horrible version? Why? Because that is called the Fury. That is when she was with Bray Wyatt. Oh, that that is awful. All right, here we go. Track number nine. The Usos. The Usos. I love that song, that theme. Yeah, that's really cool. Here we go, number 10. Pass. That is Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Okay, I'm. You know how sometimes I say I'm proud of myself that I got that wrong. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Why? Because you know I just. You're not a fan uh, of Brutus Beefcake. No, I never. I never really was. All right. All right. Here we go. The fuck is with these generic um pass. <laughs> that is Wesley. I know I suck today. I, I understand that, but can you blame me on this list? Here we go. Pass. Oh, that's Drew McIntyre, Broken Dreams. Oh, God, that's painful. All right, here we go, track number 13. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Tatanka? That is Tatanka. That is his heel theme. That was when he joined the corporation. All right, here we go. Uh, just a shot in the dark. Colonel Mustafa? Yes. What? What? How? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, did I see that was track 13 or 14? 14. It was 14. Wow. Okay, Ben, you got that. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> Damn. Okay, here we go. How am I supposed to get anything out of that? Uh, pass. That is Mr. Kennedy. Okay, who gives a shit? <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, track number... Tw yeah, tw uh, 21. Here we go. Wait. 
No, track 16, sorry. Here we are, track 16. This might be my worst score in the history of this game, but you know what? I'm not even mad at myself because these are so random. I don't know. That is Jindrak and O'Hare from WCW. Oh, God. All right, track 17. Here we go. JBL. No, it's not. It's JRUing. The fuck? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Uh, but that is where they got uh, the character inspiration. The inspiration for this character from Dallas. Oh, that okay. Well, that makes sense. Because like, Jr. Ewing, he used to have that big Cadillac, uh, and he was the rich oil tycoon. I never saw Dallas, so I. Uh, yeah, I don't, okay, well, I'm I, saying I, like he was like the rich oil tycoon, so that's where basically where they got the JBL gimmick from. Oh, okay. So it's track uh, 17 or track 18. Dudley's. Dudley boys. I love that theme as well. Yeah, I do too. All right, here we go. Track uh, 19. That's Alba Fire. No, it's not. It's Kaylee Ray. Yeah, the the fact that they switched her gimmick is goddamn criminal. And that they, and that they now paired her with Aladon, so now they're both. She's apparently under Aladon's spell. Oh, God. Stop, stop. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And you, and you ask me why I don't watch NXT, folks. There you go. Here we go with that track 20. I, I have no idea. That's Bo and Blake, the Beverly Brothers. Oh, okay. All right, last one. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Ain't no stopping me. Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin. All right. Your final score is eight. Oh, that was painful. <laughs> now, Ben, out of curiosity, let's see what the next one would have been. Biscuits and gravy. <laughs> Maybe a biscuits and gravy. That is Clay's uh, theme song. Infested. <laughs> he loves that theme. Uh, well, yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so that does it for Russell Roulette. Uh, ben, before we go, we have plugs. So Indeed. go ahead. So 
Of course, this is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. If you don't know that by now, I'd be a little scared and skeptical about your mental health. But you can you can find us on Spotify, Anchor. Um, you can also find us on uh, Amazon Music. Yes, and Alexa. We're now on Alexa now, so all you got to do is say PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We are on um, Apple, um, what do they call iTunes now? I'm blanking. It's iTunes, Apple for pod, pod Apple Podcasts. Yes. Uh, we're um, on iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio. Absolutely. So I kind of botched that. My apologies. I don't well, usually... We'll, we'll get it, because I said I was supposed to do the graphics, but I thought of that, uh, a little late, uh, so I'm going to get to work on that one. Okay, very good. And of course, you can also find myself along with our occasional, our occasional course on this show. You can find us on Wrestling POV at iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and Amazon Music. Very good. And with that said, that brings us to the end of the show. Ben, we say we close out for the week. Indeed. And uh, I don't think we have any specials this week, so I think. Um, But we are good this week. So I think we're good for Saturday, and we'll see you then, folks. Welcome to the greatest love.